einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about love and hate, the two emotions that have most shaped human history. Also, let's begin. I'm a very emotional person, so I can go from one extreme to the other. I've loved deeply in my life. And I've also experienced deep hate. I've seen the ups and downs associated with both of these emotions. But let's begin by talking a little bit about how hate has manifested itself in my life. I was bullied in school. Germans call that mobbing, which is an English word that Germans use incorrectly. Mobbing doesn't really mean anything in English. The correct term is bullying. Kids made fun of me, um, mainly because my family didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't have new clothes, and then kids would make fun of the, the clothes that I wore. They were always secondhand clothes. They, they said lies about me, and they made my school experience a miserable one. I remember at lunchtime, I would go and I would hide in the bathroom, I, and I would spend the whole period, the whole lunch period there. I didn't really have that many friends and this time was a difficult one I remember in my mind I used to fantasize about horrible things happening to them I never did anything to I never fought back I never screamed back at them but in my mind I would just fantasize about horrible things happening to them I wanted them to suffer for the pain they had caused me yeah it was a, it was a difficult time period And as I've gotten older, I've allowed the negativity from my childhood to influence the way I think about certain people I meet. For example, if I feel disrespected by someone, so if someone treats me in a way that I consider um, unfair or disrespectful, I resent this person. Resentment in German, the word is Groll. I like the German word. It's a strong word. You have that R. You have to roll that R. I allow that. Allow, I will. I allow these negative thoughts and feelings of resentment and hurt to grow inside of my heart. I can be running. I go running every single day. I can be running. It's a beautiful sunny day. The birds are singing, and then as I run, all of a sudden, a negative experience I had with someone comes to my mind. And I get angry. It's quite ridiculous. <laughs> But I'm running and then I'm angry because, of, I, because I remember something that someone said to me or did to me that I didn't like. And the feelings return. Even if the experience was a few months ago. It's quite crazy. I've also been interested in politics for, for all of my life. I've always... Uh, read about politics, been interested in the whole political sphere. I think it's important to, be, to participate in the democratic process. So when I see injustice and corruption, I get angry. 
You can ask my wife what happens when I read something terrible that's happened in the world. I was like, what? What is this? And I go on a rant. A rant is when you speak for a long time in a very angry way. And this is what happened. I'll read something in the news and say, oh, how can this happen? This is so terrible. And I would just go on and on and on talking about how this is an unfair and unjust and this is not a good thing. And my wife just sits there in silence and listens. I, I don't know how, why she has so much patience with me. So when I talk about hate and these feelings of hate, I know what that feels like. I've, I've experienced that in a very deep way in different periods of my life. Even today, I, I can experience that quite strongly. Now let's talk about love. The first time I fell in love, I must have been seven or eight years old. It was the older sister of one of my best friends. And I remember thinking, like, as a seven-year-old, it's like, oh, man, why can't I be older so I can be with her? I, I just wanted to be her age so that I could be in a relationship with her. It was crazy, like these dreams and illusions of a seven-year-old. When I was 17 years old, I started writing love songs. I spent hours and hours writing lyrics about my emotions and my desire to find someone to love. I used to practice this and I used to memorize these songs. In my early 20s, I was in a relationship with a girl who told me, I don't know if I love you. And even though she would tell me this a lot, I continued to date her because I wanted to show her how much I loved her even though she didn't love me back. So I gave and gave and gave, even though nothing returned. Another time, another experience of mine, and it's something I've talked about in my episode about Texas, is I moved to Texas to be with a girl I liked. And that was a terrible idea. One of the worst decisions I've made in terms of, of love, but ultimately it was a great experience in Texas. I've been in pursuit of love my whole life. I've always kind of been looking for it. And from these stories, you can kind of get the impression that oftentimes I looked for it in the wrong places. But I've loved and I've lost. But every time I lost and every time that it didn't work out for me, I've gotten back up and I've loved again. So there are three points I want to discuss in relation to these concepts of love and hate. And the first concept is the weakness of hate. So what, what do I mean by this? The weakness of hate. Our world is full of hate. Hate fuels wars, violence, discrimination. We, we see it. Read the news and you'll find lots and lots of examples of hatred. A politi political leader like Trump. Let's just take that example. He rages against immigrants, China, and anyone who disagrees with him. And we think of him as someone who is strong. So by promoting hate, we consider that strength. Right? There's this enemy that we must destroy. Right? Other similar leaders we can talk about, Putin or Erdogan, no one admires these political leaders because of their kindness and empathy. It's their perceived strength that explains their popularity. 
right? I, maybe I'm completely wrong, but if I were to ask a Russian person today, it's like, what is it that you like about Putin? I don't think anyone would say to me, oh, he's a very loving and kind person. No, it's this strength that he emits, right? By saying, oh, I'm going to stand up for for Russia and our interests and against the imperialists from America or from Europe, right? This strength, right? That's what makes these guys very popular. But my position is that hate demonstrates weakness, not strength. I don't think Trump is strong. I don't think Putin or Erdogan, I don't think they are strong by promoting that type of speech of an us versus them, they're demonstrating themselves to be weak. Hate is rooted in insecurity. We feel threatened, so we react impulsively. Hate doesn't allow us to think critically and rationally. We just react like it's just this feeling that overtakes us. Hate turns us into slaves of our emotions. We're no longer in control of how we behave. But actually, hate controls how we behave. So it's a weak emotion. And any politician who promotes hatred of another group, particularly minority groups, in order to gain support, to me, that's a weak person. For example, if... If we're in school and there's a big, strong kid and he looks for the shortest, skinniest kid and he goes up to this little boy and he beats him up, no one is going to call the big, strong kid a strong person. We're all going to look at that and say, that's pathetic. That's unfair. Picking on someone that is small and much weaker than you. But that's exactly what guys like Trump and Putin and Erdogan, that's what they do when they attack minority groups. Trump, for example, when he attacks immigrants, he knows immigrants can't fight back. They're an easy target. The IFD, they know that too. They can attack refugees in the media and they can talk about that to to their base because they know that refugees can't defend themselves. It's like the bully going to school and attacking the the little nerd. It's a pathetic act. It's a weak act. Question for you. Why is it that many politicians blame minority groups for the problems in society? It's an interesting question to think about. Second point. Love, on the other hand, is strength. So what do I mean by that? We often associate love with weakness. We talk about it in terms of, oh, I've got these butterflies in my stomach. It's like a bliss, like a sort of bliss that leads young people to inactivity and absent-mindedness. It's a big word for you guys, absent-mindedness. So when someone is absent-minded, that means that their mind and their thoughts are in the clouds. So they can't focus on what's happening around them. And that's Oftentimes what happens to to young lovers, oh, they just want to spend time together and just daydream all day and they're not able to do their, their, their schoolwork or their work. But that's not the type of love that I'm talking about here. The type of love I'm talking about is the love that led 
Frederick Douglass out of slavery and into the highest positions in American society. I talked about this in one of my previous podcast episodes, so I would encourage you to listen to that episode so you understand more of the context and the story of this very fascinating man. Frederick Douglass, he could have allowed hatred to grow in his heart and he would have stayed a slave forever. But he had love for his people. He had love for learning. And that pushed him to create change in society. It led him out of slavery and to travel the world and to spread this message of freedom for his people. It was love that did that, not hatred. The love I'm talking about is the love that Bonhoeffer had for the Jewish people in Germany. It was the love he had for justice. He saw that there was something that was unfair, that was unjust, that was happening in Germany in the 1930s. And he spoke up against it. He didn't keep his mouth shut. He was not a Jewish person. He came from a very wealthy family, a very well-connected family. If he had stayed quiet, He could have had a very comfortable life in Germany, but he didn't stay quiet. He spoke up. And that's why we remember him today. We remember him for the love that he demonstrated for justice to the point that he was willing to die for that. The love I'm talking about is the love that my father has for me. He went to work each day as a pizza delivery man. He worked physically hard jobs. He worked in landscaping, planting trees, and spending 10, 12 hours a day in the sun. He also did cleaning jobs. He did that because he wanted to put food on our table so that my brothers and I, we could grow up. I never once went to bed hungry. I always had food on my table. And that's because my father loved me. So the love that I'm talking about is not the same type of love that we think about, that we often associate with this butterfly feelings. Question for you. Have you experienced this type of love, the type of love that I I talked about here? of Frederick Douglass, of Bonhoeffer, of my father working hard so that he could give me a better life. The third point, choose love. We've got these two options, right? We have the option to hate and we have the option to love. Those are always the the options that are available to us. Someone once said, we become a slave to whatever controls us. Think about that. We become a slave to whatever controls us. I don't want to be a slave to hatred anymore. Whenever I'm running and then these feelings return and they make me angry, I become a slave again because I haven't been able to let that go and overcome that negativity in my heart. Whenever I allow resentment, like we talked about, resentment is groll. <laughs> Whenever I let that grow in my heart, it prevents me from being happy and satisfied. It takes away my peace of mind. It weakens me. It makes me a weak person. But on the, on the contrary, I would rather be a slave to love. 
not a romantic comedy type of love. I want the type of love that changes people's lives. The type of love that shakes you to the core and transforms you. The person that you were yesterday and the person you are today after you've experienced this love is completely different. That's what I want. Someone else said, There is no greater love than this, than he who gives his life for his friends. So think about that. There is no greater love than this, than he who gives his life for his friends. I want to experience that level of love. I want to love my wife at that level. Not a selfish love that thinks only about what I want, but a love that considers her wants and needs. A love that respects her and shows her the admiration and kindness that she deserves. At the end of my life, I want to be able to look into my wife's eyes and be confident that I gave her all of my love. That I didn't hold anything back. That I loved her to the point that I was willing to give my life for this person. That's the type of love I want to experience. So let's do a recap. Hatred is weakness. Whenever politicians resort to attacking minority groups in order to grow their support, they're demonstrating weakness and insecurity. I don't believe a single word such politicians say to me. Because you see that they don't actually want to create good in society. They just want to increase their power. Power for themselves. So I don't think these types of politicians are interested in improving my life at all. The second point, love is strength. It's the force that has led people in human history to accomplish great things. People like Frederick Douglass, people like Bonhoeffer, who with the power of love, have changed societies, have changed people's lives. I've got this one life, and I don't even know how long my life is going to be. I may be here for another 40 years, or maybe just another 10 years, I don't know. But as long as I'm on this planet, I want it to be a great life. So that means that love needs to be at the center of the decisions that I make and the actions that I take. And the third point was, I encourage you all to choose love. I believe that what unites all human beings on this planet is the desire to love and be loved. So by choosing love, you are choosing life. You are choosing to experience life to its fullest capacity. And I know you all want to live life to the fullest. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. How has love impacted your life? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. It would mean the world to me if more people were able to listen to this podcast. I published an online course to help Germans correct their most common mistakes in English. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. 
that's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.